0: Hi, I'm Wheeler Winston Dixon, James Ryan Professor of Film Studies at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And I spend most of my time talking in these frame-by-frames about fiction films. uh, Films that are made either in Hollywood or abroad which follow fictional plots. But we haven't really talked yet about documentaries. So today I want to talk about some of the most important documentary filmmakers in in film history. uh, People who really created the medium. What is a documentary film? A documentary film is one which tries not to intrude on human existence, but which tries to document people and things as they actually are, and tries to gain privileged access to places normally we wouldn't be able to go. There is much debate, of course, about how much you're intruding when you're making a documentary film, because you're choosing what to film and what not to film, and what to leave in and what to cut out. And also, many documentary films have narration, which sort of slants the images in one way or another. So, bearing that in mind, the question about what is a documentary film and also what documentary films have bias is a very tricky thing. Of course, this is part of film criticism. But here are just a few. Santiago Alvarez made a film called Now in 1965, which was in support of the human revolution. Les Blank is an American filmmaker whose films include Garlic is as Good as Ten Mothers, which is a, a great film. Werner Herzog Eats His Shoe. This was a film in which Werner Herzog, as a result of a bet that this film would never be released, ate a shoe when it was. I didn't mean to, to eat this shoe uh, in public. I intended to, to eat it in the restaurant. Stan Brackage, uh, an American filmmaker, made a series of films about uh, the police in Denver and also an autopsy room and also a hospital, places that are sort of forbidden zones where the public is not supposed to go. Nick Broomfield made a documentary about Eileen Wuornos, the serial killer. Couldn't even get a fair trial. Couldn't even get a fair investigation or nothing. Ken Burns, of course, is one of the most famous documentarians with films like The Civil War, Baseball, and Jazz. Uh, Frank Capra, of course, did the Why We Fight series during World War II, explaining to the American public, using captured Japanese and Nazi footage, as well as American footage, about why we're in the war. Emil D'Antonio. Is one of the most important filmmakers, documentary filmmakers. His first film was Point of Order in 1964, which covered the Army McCarthy hearings and which was composed entirely out of kinescopes of the Army McCarthy hearings from 1954, which were televised on television. Uh, Jonathan Demi, uh, in a lighter vein, made Stop Making Sense, which is a documentary of talking heads in concert, which I'm very glad that we have. You may ask yourself, how do I work this? Kirby Dick made a film which is very famous called This Film Is Not Yet Rated, which is about the Motion Picture Ratings Board in 2006. Robert Drew uh, is one of the pioneers of sync sound documentary filmmaking, which amazingly only began in 1960 when you had a handheld lightweight 16 millimeter camera, with a film called Primary in 1960. Robert Flaherty, going back to the beginning of the documentary tradition, most famously made Nanook of the North in 1922, which is about Nanook, who was an Eskimo's daily fight for survival. He later made Moana, which is set in the South Seas in 1926, and the Louisiana story, which was actually sponsored by the Esso Oil Company, but which was a documentary which totally hands off about the Louisiana swamps. Werner Herzog has made a series of documentaries recently like Cave of Dreams in 3D, which is a beautiful film, and before that Grizzly Man in 2005 about a, a young man who lived with bears in the north until unfortunately it did not come to a good end. I will die for these animals. I will die for these animals. I will die for these animals. Humphrey Jennings, uh, another British documentarian, fires were started in a silent village. Claude Landsman. Uh, made Shoah in 1985 which is perhaps the greatest and most affecting film about the Holocaust that has ever been made. Chris Marker directed a number of films like Saint Soleil in 1983. Per Lorenz made The River in 1938. More recently Ross McElwee Uh, directed Sherman's March in 1986 and Albert Mazels, who is one of the most famous documentarians directed Salesman in 1968 about some very desperate Bible salesmen. Gimme Shelter in 1970 which is about the Rolling Stones concert at Altamont which turned into a complete disaster and Grey Gardens in 1975 (laughs) Errol Morris um, directed The Thin Blue Line in 1988 D.A. Pennebaker made the definitive rock and roll documentary about Bob Dylan with Don't Look Back in 1967. He also made Ronneray Pop in 1968 and The War Room in 1993, which is about the election of Bill Clinton as president. And I think we're going to win tomorrow. And I think that the governor is going to fulfill his promise and change America but I think probably I'll end with the most controversial of the documentarians who is really more of a propagandist than anything else and that's Michael Moore hi I'm Michael Moore Roger and me in 1989 Fahrenheit 9-11 in 2004 and bowling for Columbine in 2002 Um, this is more or less propaganda filmmaking advocacy those are his bullet holes Mm. from your bullets that's where the Kmart bullets went in Frederick Weissman emerges, I think, however, as the most important documentary filmmaker of the late 20th century. He's still working in the 21st. His earliest film was Titicut Follies, which was about a mental asylum in Massachusetts in 1967. It went all the way to the Supreme Court, which banned it for being screened in the state of Massachusetts because it depicts the conditions there so unflinchingly. Since then, he made films like High School, Model, Store, Racetrack, Canal Zone, welfare, and all of Weisman's films are very famous for his ability to shoot hundreds of hours of footage and then edit it down with no narration to basically make films that are sometimes two and three hours long that really give you an experiential sense of being involved in the film. That's what the best documentary films do. They bring it up close. They put you in the picture. They tell you the truth. They try to get out of the way as much as possible. Documentary films give you a window into the world which is non fictionalized and at its best non mediated, which is what documentary films are supposed to do, bring you the world as it really is.